This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. 8.45, you're with Julian and Joyce, and uh, we're covering the day's biggest business news. Now, the EPF is supposed to announce dividend payouts next month, according to a report from the Malaysian Reserve, citing a Bank Islam Malaysia chief economist, Dr. Mohammad Afzan Nizam Abdul Rashid. He said that uh, the EPF is expected to declare lower dividends for 2018 compared to 2017. And Joyce, I think, uh, seeing that uh, the stock markets have performed poorly, early uh, in the last year or so, uh, this is not a surprise. Well, also because 2017, that was the highest dividend rate in the past two decades. At um, 6.9%, that's the conventional savings dividend rate, and at 6.4% profit sharing for Sharia-compliant portion of the fund for 2017. Those, I mean, for this, is it's high. And the last time dividend rate was reached a comparable 6.8%, that was in 1999. So it's tough. It's tough to reach highest. But then again, one can hope. But looking at, like you mentioned, Julian, looking at how the stock market has performed, potentially that could impact uh, what um, EPF is earning. And also looking at some factoids on uh, EPF dividends, the lowest dividend rate over the past two decades was 4.25% in 2002. Okay, uh, and last year the KLCI uh, fell about 6% in 2018 um, and uh, Dr. Muhammad Afzan Nizam said that uh, you know the minimum dividend rate for 2018 could be 4.3%. That's the minimum. Wow, he's that's not, quite low. Though. Well, he's not predicting that it is that <laughs> because uh, there is a formula that the EPF is supposed to pay a statutory dividend rate of 2% above our inflation. So based on his calculations of inflation, over the last two years, uh, that formula uh, adds up to 4.3, but uh, it may be higher Hopefully than that, but, be below, higher. but below the 6.9 of last year. Well, looking at the track record of EPM dividend rates, I mean, look at, I uh, just take 2014, okay, it was 6.75%, then it went, it dropped to 6.4% in 2015, then it dropped further to 5.7% in 2016, and then it uh, increased a lot to 6.9% for 2017. So if you backtrack that, it looks like the trend has always been between 5% to 6.9%. Yeah, Hopefully uh, it doesn't fall below the 5% range. Well, it really depends because uh, equities contributed to about 60% of investment income in uh, 2018. Mm. And if you look at some of the top five holdings of EPF, uh, Malaysian Building Society it dropped 9%, RHB Bank fell 2%, MRCB fell 15%, uh, and Telecom and Malaysia and Exeata Group uh, fell 17 and 13% ex- respectively. So this represents a huge loss, uh, which I think will curb EPF's ability to pay uh, pretty high dividends. So I guess the strategy to move uh, to foreign markets is a good one. Remember back in February last year, then EPF CEO Dato Sharil Riza Rizwan stated that the EPF aimed to increase the global assets exposure to make up to about 32% of their total assets. Compare that to about 28% was invested overseas in 2017. And interestingly, returns from abroad have indeed boosted overall returns for EPF. They contributed about nearly 42% to the fund's gross investment income, although only 28% 
of uh, EPF's total investment comes from overseas. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that um, there is a cap, a policy cap to cap EPF's um, overseas investment to about 30%. And uh, I guess more overseas investment is better because of the global diversification that you get. I mean, mm-hmm. on Market Watchers, we have been talking a lot about the performance of the FANG stocks. You know, the Apples and uh, Samsungs of the world cannot be found in Malaysia. <laughs> and those stocks are essentially global stocks, mm-hmm. right? Is, is Samsung a more Korean stock than Apple is an American stock? I don't think so, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're pretty global uh, in their revenue contribution. Now, yeah. um, talking about global, um, there is this other story that's carried uh, by Starbiz, uh, where sources told Starbiz that the W Hotel is reportedly up for sale and its owner is uh, Tropicana Corp uh, is believed to be asking for 360 million ringgit for the sale. Well, Julian, that uh, comes up to about 2.4 million ringgit per room, which Starbiz sources have said that it could be a bit high because if you compare that to IGB's uh, Renaissance Hotel, they sold their 910-room Renaissance Hotel for 764 million ringgit. That translates to about over 800,000 ringgit per room. Compare so one that, third, one third of yeah, the price. Compare that, that to the 2.4 million ringgit per room that Tropicana is asking for. What yeah, think? I think the star, uh, the star status, like how many stars the hotel is, also counts because a uh, higher star value would uh, re- require a more expensive price, right? The finishings are different. You know, the bed uh, mattress that you sleep on will be more expensive, and so on. Um, compared to uh, the Renaissance, uh, which is, by the way, just uh, down the road yeah, uh, down from the road. W Hotel, mm-hmm. um, may be a, a lower class than W Hotel. Uh, but anyway, this is, um, you know. Owned by Tropicana, and the yes. owner of Tropicana is uh, Danny Tan, who's the brother of Vince, Vincent Tan. And recently, uh, Vincent Tan has also been in selling mode uh, because uh, it was reported back in December that uh, the Vincent Tan uh, Bajaya land uh, is close to closing a deal of selling its four season hotels for US 700 million to 800 million ringgit. Yeah, so I guess they're looking to unlock that, that asset in Kyoto that's uh, in Japan. And- and um, looking at um, Tropicana, Tansri Danny Tan, who is the brother of Tansri Vincent Tan, is also looking to unlock their assets. And um, I guess at the end of the day, it's, it boils down to price, right? Willing buyer, willing seller. Whether or not they can find a buyer for the price that these sellers want to. Yeah, but also, Joyce, a lot of people are in selling mode as well. You know, IGB uh, sold their hotel uh, in Renaissance 2016. Uh, now we have news of, uh, you know, uh, Danny Tan selling the W and Four Seasons sold by by Vincent Tan. Uh, could they know something that we don't? Well, sources also told Starbiz that Tropicana Corp has also put its land in Johor and Langkawi up for sale along with a list of commercial blocks it would like to divest. So yeah, it looks like they're definitely on in divestment mode when it comes to Tropicana. And uh, it doesn't also help when we look at the next headline, which is also from the Malaysian Reserve, because according to retail group Malaysia's MD, Tan Hai Sin, the association projects a 4.5% growth rate for the Malaysian retail sector in 2019, which is slightly lower than 2018. Yeah, and the consumer spending pattern this year is also said to be 
be highly dependent on economic performance and impact of the cost of living. And Tan adds that for 2019, the Pakatan Harapan government expects the national economy to be driven by um, consumption and investment, private consumption and private investment. Um, it doesn't help that this year the government expenditure is more likely to moderate uh, and to, to cope with the heavy mm. debt. You see mm. a lot of uh, infrastructural projects being uh, cut, the big projects being cut. Uh, the usual belief is that when the government spends, a lot of this money finds its way into the economy Multiply and therefore effect. raises uh, consumption. But mm-hmm. uh, this year, I guess uh, the mantle of supporting the economy has to be uh, taken up by the private sector. I think Tan also foresees that the country's inflation rate to escalate due to implementation of SST and also highlighted and also projected to hike um, because of global oil prices. That's one thing that we're, that he's looking at. But um, um, some initiatives that our government's looking at to do is launch this Buy Malaysian Products campaign this year, which has a budget of about 20 million ringgit. 20 million. I don't think that's enough, right? Uh, it's not expected to boost any sort of consumption. I think 20 million would just go directly into just advertisements about Buy Malaysia uh, product. Uh, recently, also, I think related to this, uh, there was a, buy, a Love Malaysian Palm Oil campaign. Oh, I don't yes. know how effective these uh, advertisements are going to be. But I think Buy Malaysian Products campaign, that's a good way to go, to encourage Malaysians to support locally made retail you think goods. So? Yeah, you think it will think have any effect? Buy local, go local, hashtag go local. Yeah. Actually, what are some of the local products? Uh, local products? Well, it could be local food or even local... Durians? Like, durians <laughs> are not... Uh, you know, you export durians to places like China and it's like a global product right now. You know durians. what's very in as well? Like the, the hand-weaved bags? I think that's really big right now yeah. and I think that's really a market there to... Actually, the potential there is big. You could even export it. It's it really well-made and for, very nice. It may be good for promoting those products but I, I think it hardly pushed the needle in domestic consumption uh, because our, our budgetary... Uh, uh, pie, household pie, would hardly have any weaving bags, right? And the stuff that we buy from uh, supermarkets, for example, you know, going going into the supermarkets, uh, these are all uh, like global products, right? Maybe our, we should do veggies. local products. Yeah, we should yeah, do local I'm, I'm products. Yeah, I'm trying to crack my head or as to like, what, like, uh, what, what is your basket of uh, local products? What, what exactly are they, right? Well, it could be local. So support local means you, you buy local fruits and vegetables. You buy local, like even like brahims, like local um, paste and, and all that, you know, try and, and go local if you can, as much as you can. Um, even local uh, fresh milk, if we have. I mean, yeah, all I along those lines. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Cameron Chibus? Highland strawberries instead of um, imported ones, yeah. you know, yeah. And oh, we have Holstein milk, local milk but as if, compared if you, if to, you, you really, know, Aussie milk. You know, all these things are just if go you local really look la. At the Hashtag go local la. You know? If you look, look at the breakdown of your local consumption, right, it, it comes from petrol education, uh, a lot of the foods you eat would also be imported. Um, I I think it's very hard uh, to actually just purely focus consumption on uh, localization. But nevertheless, uh, to boost domestic consumption, uh, Tan says that the government should introduce more uh, new economic master plans and new policies that Mm. will stimulate broad-based economic activity. Uh, Now we have some time left. Uh, Joyce, Mm. there's this other news uh, that... uh, 
uh, My News, uh, the Edge Weekly Report on the state of affairs of convenience store companies in Malaysia, namely two uh, companies, 7-Eleven Malaysians and My News Holdings. Yeah, I guess, you know, you can see all this convenience store, the whole trend of shopping in convenience stores that has picked up here and that has uh, translated to some of the earnings for some of these players. You have uh, My News Holdings, you also have 7-Eleven, we also have um, the other one um, that's from Japan. Food Mart, that is it. Food Mart, that is uh, it's also a convenience store uh, player. Yeah, that um, Family Mart. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, Family Mart. That's also linked to a listed company here. Family so you Mart. Can yeah, s- you see them on the MRT stations. They, yeah. They- they they they're actually quite good. They serve a lot of food. That even though you're not allowed to eat in MRT stations, I, I guess it's a grab and go uh, practice. But um, you know this is all linked to consumer sentiment and the whole mm-hmm. idea of consumption mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, you know CPI is very low right now. So inflation is very low, uh, but the MIER Consumer Sentiment Index uh, recovered uh, beyond the 100-point confident threshold by the third quarter of 2018. So uh, this is coming after three years of weakness, so we can see uh, whether uh, this will pick up uh, later on. Now, we'll be coming back with uh, Bursa Malaysia uh, stock prices after the the 9am news. So stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.